0: Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Cushing, and I am the peanut butter to his jelly,
1: Michael Howard. Mm mm, good. Choosy Mike's choose Michael. <laughs> How you doing, bud? I'm uh, doing pretty well. How about you? I'm good. I am. Uh, you had quite the uh, quite the weekend, huh? Yeah, I had a, a little weekend
0: excursion, uh, kind of a last minute trip to uh, New Orleans, Nolens!
1: Uh, I, I haven't been to New Orleans since college um this this was my first time ever going really? to the big easy oh. i believe that's what they call it <laughs> it was pretty dirty right yeah, yeah. I, th- I had to throw my shoes away <laughs> that's pretty standard and you weren't even yeah. there for was it mardi gras time
0: it was the first, I believe, the first day. I don't really know how Mardi Gras works, but it was the first parade of the season. So, uh, crew de vue did their their first thing, and
1: let me tell you, it's a pretty horny town they got down there. Yeah, yeah, real horned up. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's not for the uh, it's not for the young, or the old, or pretty much anyone really. Mm. Um, just straight yeah. up debauchery everywhere you look.
0: Yeah, I think I did do it right, though, because um, I woke up at maybe 8 a.m. to a text from Bank of America saying that they had frozen my card because I had tried to buy a hot dog at five in the morning, mm-hmm. which, yeah, I think I did that right. Standard. That's a sign I, Yeah, yeah um, everything
1: worked out pretty well. Although, I mean... Do they really need to shut down your credit card if you're trying to buy a hot dog? I mean, even if it wasn't you, that person probably just really needed a hot dog at 430 in the morning and they could could deal with that later. They could pay for that. Yeah. At that point,
0: I mean, I've I've given to charity. I've made dinner for people. You know, (laughs) at this point, after I just spent, let's say, conservative two hundred dollars on drinks that day. I'm willing to give some, you know, Huckster a uh, free hot dog at five in the morning. Bank of America, you don't have to look out for me
1: that hard. You know, I feel like the fact that you were in New Orleans, you had probably bought a, a bag of beer, I think is what I saw in your picture. Um, yeah, well,
0: it, well, it was a 24 pack of beer that I put into a uh, over the shoulder tote bag right. with a tiger on
1: it. But I so. mean, you're in New Orleans, it's 430 in the morning, you've bought previous beer they should mm-hmm. have known that the hot dog was probably just part of the package.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I was plotting a pretty specific roadmap mm-hmm. that day. And Bank of America should be smart enough to know that the logical endpoint of that is a 5 a.m. <laughs> hot dog. So I don't really blame myself for that. I you know I'm happy they were looking out for me, but I think I, I made it through my first uh, New Orleans trip pretty well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> New Orleans, is that how they say it? Uh, yeah, Down I'm pretty there? sure that's what I heard. There? N- yeah, New Orleans? New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, my weekend was considerably less uh debaucherous. Hmm. Yeah. What'd you get up to? Um, not too much. You know, celebrated old Valentine's Day a little early on the weekend. Oh, congrats! Um, because it is
0: Valentine's Day today, is, and Michael, what are we
1: doing? We are talking to each other. Our our own Valentine's here. Yeah. Staring dreamily into your eyes. Well, speaking of,
0: of love, um, I did go into work yesterday. I work at, you know, in midtown Atlanta and, uh, I work at the Billboard building, which has two historic ballrooms. And as I was walking, uh, into my office, there was uh, a lot of hullabaloo in the, uh, the driver's circle you know, on the back of our uh, building. And, uh, I saw Miss, uh, Anna Kendrick Ooh. recording a, a scene for Pitch Perfect Three right in front of my building, uh, my future wife. Yeah well actually
1: i'd like to be her wife either way probably the best either way um i'm very jealous of that because she's definitely on my list probably on everybody's list well yeah but i
0: mean there's also a one percent chance that i did walk through the background of a scene (laughs) uh so that's pretty fun
1: (laughs) if the movies have shown me anything it's that it's really easy to sneak onto a a remote a movie set like not not actually on like a like a lot but if it's a remote movie set you can just sneak on and pretend you're an extra and hang out by the craft services i'm pretty sure she uh, has to come by there and get a bagel or something at some point
0: yeah i don't want to plot too heavily for you know to insert myself romantically into her life but um you know if it happens it happens uh and again they are just right on the street outside of my office right. building so you know maybe i'll just stand around get a take a little uh there's little, probably donuts on the craft services
1: table Yeah, you got to go to that crafty truck. You guys grab for the same donut. You look each other in the eye and be like, oh, no, Anna, please. I insist you take it. And then that's it. That's the beginning of a budding romance. Yeah. Well, I can't wait. I'll I'll let you know how it goes. (laughs) She's here
0: for two weeks. So, uh, folks, if by uh, episode uh, 10 of Trends in Low Places, I am married to Anna Kendrick, you'll know what happened. Yeah. And this show will be over because I won't be doing anything. Nope. Everyone will be invited to the wedding, though. Obviously. Uh, What's been going on, Michael? What should we talk
1: about? Yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure. I mean, it is Valentine's Day. So, you know, love we, is in the air. We could We could touch on that a little bit. The other thing is that yesterday, the day before Valentine's Day is National Condom Appreciation Day, which is a nice bit of marketing by them, I think.
0: Yeah, no, that's uh sensible. Uh, I feel like you know, a nice lead into Valentine's Day. Um, I feel like uh, big uh, big cow has co-opted uh February twenty first, the steak and blowjob day. So it's nice that uh, condoms get a piece of the action. Wait, wait, wait. When is that day? Wait, did you what say what
1: day is it? <laughs> <laughs> steak and a blowjob day. There's steak and a blowjob day. You don't know steak and the blowjob day? I thought I thought thought February twenty first was President's Day. Yeah, same thing. They're all pretty horny. Okay. Let's see what date it is.
0: <laughs> oh, wait, it's March 14th. <laughs> March 14th is significantly different than February 21st. Yeah, I thought it was a week later. I mistimed. It's a month later. Yeah. Listen, uh, as has been previously established on this show, I don't understand anything about penises <laughs>
1: and uh, what people do with them. So, hey, I was off. But the fact that I didn't know that Steak and a Blowjob Day existed when those are two pretty great things. Yeah, Michael. How long have you been married? Uh, a long time, going on almost yeah. uh, nine years.
0: Yeah. yeah, and you've been alive for a lot longer yeah, than that. I have been alive for a lot longer than I that. I mean, to be fair, this is a made-up, more bullshit holiday than Valentine's Day. So freaking
1: um, Hallmark and their holidays, <laughs> just making yeah. up holidays. Yeah, Hallmark and and Big
0: Cow, just making up holidays. <laughs> Big to sell Cow, steaks and chocolates. And Big BJ. <laughs> They've always been in bed together. <laughs> Well, Michael, it's interesting. We we talked about uh, interesting applications for condoms last week uh, in that people were shoving them up their noses. uh, And in response, uh, my sister decided to send me an interesting thing. Um, Michael, if there was one thing you
1: didn't want to do with a condom, what what would it be? Um... You know, I've seen people like put them on their heads and and use their their noses to blow them up really huge, like (laughs) like a balloon on their head. I don't think I'd ever want to do that because that seems um, well, there's a lot of of stuff in there that I just don't want in and around my my facial region. Um, Yeah.
0: So, yeah, you don't want that spermacidal
1: loop. I definitely don't. Yeah, I definitely don't want to snort it up my nose and pull it out my mouth or whatever they were doing last week. Well, uh, it's interesting you
0: went right to put it on my head, uh, because apparently, uh, and I'm going to just kind of let her word speak for us here, apparently a lot of women are uh,
1: using condoms to remove and apply makeup. (laughs) Hmm. Once again, I have to ask, is this the lubricated condoms or the unlubricated condoms?
0: I, I would assume it's lubricated, because they're using it in place of uh, beauty blenders, which is a spa that you dampen, uh, and you help to apply foundation, concealers, and some powders to your face. And uh, as it goes, uh, normally, a, uh, a sponge will soak up some, some makeup along the way, and you have to clean it. Uh, and the texture it leaves on your face makes uh, makeup look more natural. Uh, you know, it's an effective way. My sister says it's her
1: favorite way to apply makeup. Um, <laughs> but... So do you like, do you like roll it down over your hand and then like, and then like You apply know, I'm just assuming you just kind
0: of slap it against your face. I don't even know.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I've never applied makeup, so I can't say that I well, know that problem, whether this would be good or bad. the
0: problem with it is that you, it, it, the sponge spokes up, soaks up some of the foundation or powder or concealer. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, so you, you have to clean it. Um And then some company released a silicone sponge, which did not work, uh, but to get around that and it, people did a little life hacking and uh, bought silicone bra inserts and then made the next logical leap to putting a condom over the beauty blender, the sponge, uh, just to <laughs> apply their makeup so they wouldn't have to clean it.
1: <laughs> yeah, so this kind of get, gets to a point that it's one of those things that I've always thought about. Where you come up with... condoms on your face? Well, not specifically, but, like, you have these life hacks that you look at and you're like, okay, that may work, but But what even... Yeah, what even possessed you to try that? It's one of those things, like, does the ends really justify the means? Right, and then you go, like, even further back and it's like, who's the first guy to be like, hey, that thing coming out of that chicken's butt... And I assume ah. that's where eggs come from. Uh, It's like, hey, I bet that would taste good. Chicken butts don't have bones. (laughs) (laughs) Just delicious chicken butt meat. You know, so you're sitting there and you're like, oh, silicon. They made a silicon thing that didn't work. So I'm going to try another silicon thing. You
0: know what I bet will just really work out just fine.
1: Just a condom. Slapping a condom on my face. Just just (laughs) slapping it right it seems like one of those things that that a guy made up kind of like all those stories you see where it's like hey you know what helps clear out your skin semen <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that that op-ed by glenn thrush in the new york times just like hey guys you
1: know what i hear works <laughs> yeah yeah <My> dick. <laughs> i don't i don't believe it but your sister says it's her favorite way to apply makeup so who am i to judge well, no,
0: she does not say a condom on her face is uh, just using an actual beauty blender. Oh, sponge, a beauty blender, okay. Yes,
1: is the best way to uh, <laughs> I, apply makeup. Well, I apologize to your sister for implying that she uses a condom to apply makeup.
0: Hey, you know, well, it, apparently it works for some people, yeah, but uh, well, uh, uh, I think in most own, ways right? this is just another Pinterest fail. Yeah,
1: yeah. That kind of leads me into a topic that I came across actually like a couple of days ago it Too was bad. a it's a male contraceptive gel that they're trying okay. out okay um, i'm listening yeah so instead of getting a vasectomy right which is i mean eminently reversible but not entirely the most pleasant thing mm-hmm. um they created this gel that you can inject right in your vas deferens who did exactly um doesn't say what the company oh, so, is. Also, hold on, I
0: gotta, I gotta rewind. So you inject it into
1: your penis? You inject it into your vas deferens. Okay, which okay. is Got which it. is attached to all of the stuff down there, but yeah. not not directly in the penis. More, it's more r- near it's the. It's right. More it goes, goes the around balls. the bone. Yeah, it goes, <laughs> goes right around on. the bone. <laughs> <laughs> so it's called vasagel. Which is catchy. a pretty catchy name. You put it in there and it's a gel that hardens and it, it keeps the, the vas deferens is what is the the tube that the the sperm goes from your balls out, out your penis. Have a little health lesson for you, Kush, since I know you went to Christian school. Thank you. They put it in there and it blocks the sperm from, from coming out. And it says the latest study was 100% effective.
0: Okay, I, I, I do want to fact check, so let's see. So, does it block the sperm from coming out, which, like, just blocking up your vas deferens, or does it kill the sperm as it, before it exits your penis?
1: A blob of the gel is injected into the sperm-carrying tube, known as the vas deferens, and acts as a long-lasting barrier. Interesting.
0: Okay, so Previous tests in smaller animals
1: showed that the procedure could be easily reversed by flushing the material out with a simple sodium bicarbonate solution. So it's so easily you just reversible. you shoot baking soda
0: up in your in right. balls,
1: and you're good. <laughs> you you inject the gel into your balls, and then you're like, "I'm done with this. I'm gonna inject some baking soda straight up into my balls. Now I can have kids again." So Michael, would you would you would you would you hop
0: on the male birth control
1: train? You know, I'm a hundred percent on board. I know all, there was a, a story not that long ago about the the birth, male birth control pill, and apparently, like all of the guys in the trial quit because it created like hormonal swings and all this oh, other yeah. stuff that like ladies have to deal with on a regular basis. Like, all the goddamn yeah. time. <laughs> and it was like, my God, we are such pansies when it comes to yeah. this stuff. Like, I, you yeah, know what? That is For some, me I, to have I sex as that. often as I want without having to use a condom and not have kids. Yeah, sure. I'll take some mood swings every once in a while. Whatever. Yeah. You know, I do remember
0: reading that as well. And it also had like Acne and like slight depression and a bunch of other stuff and like I don't want to downplay the like the side effects of medicine or like you know treatments like that's not fun but this is what women go through every month like you know and it's especially like a lot of women take birth control like just not even for birth control or contraception it's just like they have hormonal issues other stuff like so
1: right which is I mean we're getting on a completely separate topic that's one of my issues with the the people who are against birth control or paying for birth control like the catholic church wanting to be exempt from this stuff and it's like i feel like we need to just stop calling it birth control for a lot of women that's the the birth control is actually the side effect of it right exactly it's prescribed for something much different so i think calling it just birth control is kind of misleading and paints it in a in a different light yeah that's a completely different story but as far as the male so, birth control train, I am 100% on board. Yeah, that. I would 1 million
0: percent get yeah. up all, all up in this. Uh, and I will say, so I'm looking into it now. And I think the fact that I really like it is that it appears to have been developed by a nonprofit foundation, or it's being pushed forward by a nonprofit foundation that may have been crowdsourced after being uh, developed in India, I believe. Oh, yeah, I see that. Um, the Parsimus Foundation. Yeah, which, like, that's something that. I feel like you know, the pharmaceutical industry, particularly around, like, male reproductive health, you know, they've been focusing on giving men boners rather than helping <laughs> them to, like, not have kids. Um And I feel like just in general, our society, like, one, vilifies sex, vilifies, like, mm-hmm. getting pregnant, uh, but also does nothing to, like, Stop men from getting women pregnant. Like, it's all on the... Like, the onus is all on women to, like, uh, just avoid getting pregnant or like, anything. It's like, yeah, like, I would happily do this.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, I just, and it seems kind of... I also of, don't want kids. I mean, I know why the onus seems to be on women, because we're a male-dominated society, but that goddamn patriarchy. If you think about it logically, like we're the ones like throwing our shit all over the place, like we should be yes. the ones who have to be worried about like keeping it out of things.
0: Right. Right? That does not that has not been the case no. for a couple thousand years.
1: <laughs> no. So, to answer your question earlier about whether it it kills it or blocks it, it. It obviously blocks it, but I guess it just gets absorbed back in your body when it blocks it. I don't know how that works, but the human body is an amazing thing and you just <laughs> as have a has, bunch of sperm in your body. This has been
0: very much established on this show. <laughs> Neither of us are doctors.
1: Uh, the other great thing in this um, in this article is apparently they tested it on rhesus monkeys. And it I've says seen an outbreak. The, the monkeys were monitored for at least one breeding season and about half the monkeys lived alongside females for two years, during which time there were no conceptions and side effects such as inflammation were minimal. So, That's
0: amazing, because I mean, even even like the pill, like mm-hmm. and even uh, most forms of birth control are not one hundred percent effective. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure this is not a perfect study, but
1: I mean, 16 I mean, monkeys during breeding season and not one single conception. I mean, they're probably getting after it. Oh pretty hell good. yeah!
0: Hell yeah! yeah. Well, I got to tell you, I would be uh, I would be first in line. Might freeze some of my boys. Yeah. Just well, in case. You, I mean,
1: you got to keep got to
0: keep track of your boys. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Michael, that sounds like uh, one hell of an innovation. oh, yeah, see we 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 bring more
1: to this to this show than just weird shit, you know,
0: yeah, but uh, speaking of pretty weird shit, um <laughs> we have talked a lot about um maybe our friends down under recently and how maybe they don't understand like simple things like
1: lemonade, just sugar and water mm, and lemon yeah.
0: juice. Um, you know, the, the the good things in life.
1: Um, also, a shout out to our, our one Australian downloader who probably downloaded our show by accident. But if you're still listening, we're sorry. Well, uh,
0: we're about to give you a... T- They've probably already seen this one, but I do want to share this with an American <laughs> audience. Uh, this is a New Zealand soap opera, which has been running uh, as long as The Simpsons, so, you know, 20-plus years. Uh, and this was the cliffhanger of last night's episode. So, I'm going to set a scene for you, Michael, and our our listeners. Okay. A uh, teenage boy and his girlfriend walk back into the family home. They're confronted by the boy's father, who asks uh, the girlfriend to please leave something very important that they need to talk about family business son responds hey it's pretty rude and he's like i'll show you rude and i'm gonna play a small clip of this and (laughs) i I just want to get everyone's take on this one particularly yours michael (laughs) give me one second
1: okay that was rude
0: rude i'll show you rude. the tablet is still synced to your phone please tell me that is not your
1: penis (laughs)
0: So, what I understood he said,
1: what I understood he said was, the tablet has been synced to your phone, please tell me that is not your penis, which implies to me that he sent a picture of his penis to someone, and it synced to the dad's tablet, and that, that is horrible.
0: Michael, Michael, if you walked back into your home and your father said, please tell me that's not your penis, (laughs) how would you respond? I would tell him it was not my penis. That's not I would, mine. My skeleton would jump out of my mm-hmm. body and just run down the street screaming. Even if it was, <laughs> wasn't was my penis,
1: just the fact that my father asked me that question would literally kill me. Oh, my God. Kush, did you ever get the birds and the bees talk from your parents? Uh, I did not. Uh, I
0: got two, two talks. One was about porn, mm-hmm. uh, just because uh, a friend of the family found a picture of, uh, like, uh, some actress in a bikini on my computer. A bikini? Uh, Come on. Yeah, so I got a, a pretty lengthy uh, Jesus-based talking to you about mm-hmm. that. Yep. And then um, my father's favorite, or I guess he gave the same talk to my brother on the drive to college. Uh, his sage sexual advice, which again, may, <laughs> this may go ahead and explain away some <laughs> of my own ignorances. Uh, my father said... Your body has two heads and only enough blood to think with one at a time, so choose the right one. <laughs> oh. And that was the extent of my sexual education from my father. He
1: probably thought that was pretty clever too.
0: He oh man, he did. Yeah. He only has he only has like a couple jokes, so I love, he really he gets a lot of mileage out of it. I
1: love that he waited until on the way to college too, as if that's not entirely too late for this talk. Well,
0: to be fair, he probably knew I wasn't doing much groundwork <laughs> in high school, so
1: <laughs> this is the first time he was
0: I was uh, you know, maybe had a uh, free free reign to uh, explore the finer things in
1: life. Yeah, so uh, I didn't get the birds and the bees talk either. I got one one conversation from my father. He had picked me up from uh, from a friend's house, and before we went inside, he said, "Hey, you know, if you ever do anything with a girl, you should use protection, and mm. I looked at him and I said, "What? Like do a gun? anything, Dad? What do you mean? Like hold hands?" And he looked me at me and he said, <laughs> "Don't be a smartass." And then he got out of the car. <laughs> that, was the, old? that was the. extent. That was the. How old were you? Um, I was probably about sixteen. Okay, maybe fifteen or sixteen. So to be fair, you were being a smartass. I was being a smartass. Um, it, yeah, entirely. But that was basically my entire high school and college life was being a smart ass, so.
0: Yeah, I'm not familiar. Um, <laughs> I, I will say, uh, I probably the most in-depth Birds and in the Bees talk I got was in first grade uh, when one of my friends, who had an older brother, explained to me, or we were supposed to be reading two books on uh, on those oversized headphones you got, mm-hmm. and uh, he just took his headphones off and was like, hey, have you heard about sex? <laughs> And then explained it in depth to me. Uh, and then on the way to baseball practice later that day, I told my father about it. And the next day, oh my friend got pulled out of class and spanked by the principal.
1: He got spanked by the principal? Listen, man, we went to Christian school. You're not oh allowed to be talking God. like that. You can't be talking about boners and stuff. No wonder you guys are so fucked up all the time. Hey, man, it's Baptist school. Deal with it. <laughs>
0: I don't make the rules. Talk about um, sex, you get spanked. Talk about dancing, you get spanked. See, I Sorry. had, a,
1: I had real, I had a real health class in my, um, elementary school. But the only thing I remember from it was we had a teacher who was very, I would say too open with her experiences. And she was telling us, she was basically giving a lesson about like what semen was. And she, she described what it, what it was. And somebody asked the question as a fourth grader, like, Well, like, how do you know what it looks like if it always goes inside of you? And she said, well, sometimes it comes out and you see it down your leg. (laughs) 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 No. Yeah. This is the only thing I remember from health class in fourth grade. Kids, sometimes it gets on your glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes sometimes (laughs) you miss. It goes all over the place. Sometimes you're doing hand sex. Uh, I don't know. so Jeez. yeah. Um sometimes it's a solo <laughs> mish. Whatever. So Florida Public School wasn't entirely that much better than your Christian education, I guess. Is what I'm saying.
0: Hey, at least you <laughs> learned about semen.
1: <laughs> what a treat that would have been. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a treat. I well yeah, no. I, I, <laughs> it
0: made my first experience with a uh a Sears catalog <laughs> very confusing. <laughs>
1: Oh Christ!
0: So Michael, this has been one hell of a horny episode mm-hmm. so far, huh? Yeah. And I mean, I guess that's appropriate because it is uh, it is Valentine's Day. It Love is, is in yes. the air. Uh, is there anything else that we want to move on to that maybe a little less horny?
1: Uh, how about um really old people?
0: Yeah, I can't think of anything <laughs> less horny than just fucking old folks. Well, I
1: mean, less horny to you and I maybe, but horn. But old folks are like the horniest. Yeah. But I'm yeah. not going to talk about that. Thank God, because this is, that's, we're not, we're not <laughs> equipped for that conversation, my friend. I came across just a series of articles that I was not specifically searching out old people stories. These just, these came to me naturally.
0: <laughs> I wasn't specifically searching out old people fucking stories
1: on the internet, but you know, it, they showed up. It's one of those things where I ended up down a rabbit hole. Um, it started out with, I, I was reading this, this Reddit. I don't know if you've ever seen the TIFU or thing, Things I Fucked Up or something like that or Time, time no, I Fucked I would, Up. No, but
0: I would crush that, right Oh, my God. So, Time
1: <laughs> I Fucked Up, I think, is what it stands for. And I was reading this one, and it was about the time that this guy went to the airport to pick up a guy and his son. And all he knew was that he was picking up an older gentleman and, and his and his son. And he had, like, a, a description of them from his mom, but no other information and so he got to the airport and he saw these people and they didn't really speak English, which he knew they weren't going to speak English. And he assumed it was them because, oh, sorry, it wasn't at the airport. He was picking them up from a house. It was like okay. a it was like a flat, you know, so there multiple apartments and these people were standing outside and he they didn't speak English. But he was like, yeah, no, I'm here to pick you up. Get in. They got in the car. <laughs> Michael, and, I, I've seen enough sitcoms right. to know that this doesn't turn out very well. Right. So basically he kidnapped these two people. Long sure. story short. And then somebody else linked to an article about somebody writing about kidnapping an old Japanese grandma, thinking it was his grandma because he didn't have a picture of her. Um, Right. And then I fell down this rabbit hole of just stories about old people just doing ridiculous badass things. Michael, is this a What's on Weibo segment? It is not a What's on Weibo segment. This is not about Weibo. Well, there's one Weibo story, but it's not just Weibo. (laughs) So, because because you know if it is, we have to sing the theme song. All right, go ahead.
0: What's on Weibo? It's not really a song. It's more of (laughs) a well.
1: I forgot about the song part. (laughs) It's been
0: so long since we've done it.
1: (laughs) All right, so we'll start with the Weibo one first. So there is a a ninety four year old Chinese woman who is a local martial arts legend. She has been doing martial arts since she was four years old. So she has been doing martial <sighs> arts for 90 years. And God, Michael, I've never even thrown a punch in anger. I know. I don't think this she... Could... She probably hasn't thrown a punch in anger either. That's yeah, it they... doesn't matter. She could still rip me apart. Oh, yeah, no, she could whoop your ass. It says she's in very good shape and she's a fast runner. So not only would she whoop your ass, if you tried to run away, she would. She'd run me down. (laughs) She would run you down. She has not visited a doctor in 50 years and does not take any medication. And she is there's all these pictures of her with like weapons just taking on (laughs) these younger dudes doing. I mean,
0: wow. Okay, I will say one of my favorite things on the planet is reading stories about like young punks getting up in like the face of like. 85 or like 90 year old marines and getting their shit pushed in Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. just what like I I love those stories so much. I can't even (laughs) tell you just like old people wrecking fools is like It's my it's it's old people wrecking fools and then like cats or dogs like running through small children (laughs) That shit gets me every time. I don't mind telling you Uh,
1: The one thing that gets me every time is pandas sneezing Oh, yeah, that's just adorable. There was the one video of the the older panda with the baby panda, and the baby panda sneezes, and the old panda is shocked by it. and it just freaks out. I probably watched that for a half hour straight and just giggled to myself. Mm-hmm. Rachel it's, thought there it, was something wrong with me.
0: Well, she's not wrong. No. But damn, that no. gif is funny.
1: I'll tell you that no. much. So, All right, so, old folk. So, the next one I have is a 93-year-old man in Britain. Mm-hmm. Hello, Gavna. Hello. He has been drinking voice. in the same pub since he was twelve years old when he would sneak in to the cellar with the with the guy who owns its sons and just drink pints of beer. Sounds like a bad seed. Mm-hmm. But he has been he has he reckons that he has drank over forty thousand pints in <laughs> his right, eighty in his seventy nine years of drinking. Congrats, at this I've, pub.
0: I've drank a million. I don't know. Back off. <laughs>
1: Drink a million brewskis, bruh.
0: <laughs> Michael, how much is 40,000 pints? I assume you've done the math on that.
1: Um, I haven't, which is Let weird. Yeah, you really should have. <laughs> damn it. God damn it, you Google. 40,000 pints is 640,000 fluid ounces. Okay, just it's 5,000 gallons of
0: beer. Um, I'm pretty sure I haven't quite gotten there, but I mean, I did drink at least 35 mega ultras this weekend. <laughs> Because of those low carbs.
1: I mean, yeah, I had, like, a couple gallons of water this weekend, too, Kush. (laughs) Did you... I'm not getting into this with you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's drinking, like, you know, real beer from from a pub, you know, and not your shitty Ultra water from a can, so... Hey, that
0: water's got 4.2% alcohol, my friend. It's more than Guinness. And it's so healthy, I could run a marathon. That's what the commercials tell me, so back the fuck
1: off. That is true. You can rollerblade and run marathons. and I can run up a
0: flight of stairs or 12. I don't know.
1: It's
0: probably more than this asshole can do down in his little pub.
1: He's 90 years old. Uh, He said back, back in the day when he used to start going there, it was three pennies for a pint. Now it's three pounds.
0: Okay, let me tell you
1: something about the fucking
0: greatest generation. These assholes and their baby boomer kids got off light. (laughs) <laughs> Three cents for a beer. Fuck you. I paid five fifty for a Mick Ultra in New Orleans this
1: weekend. You old fucks ruined this place. <laughs> well, um, we talked about- Thank you for your service. We, we Thank you talked, for your service. We talked, you talked briefly about, uh, running up on old people and having them whoop your ass. Well, this dude was in the Royal Navy during the Second World War and took part in the 1944 attack on Hitler's Tirpitz battleship. So he probably would kick your ass.
0: Yeah, if he hears this podcast, I assume he'll fly to America, drive to my apartment, and whoop my ass, and that's fucking fine. But still, I'm just saying, if beers cost three cents, I probably also would have drank forty thousand pints, and I'm point. only thirty-one.
1: That's a good point. That's only like uh, hundred and twenty thousand cents, which is hardly anything. Which is I can't do that math. Twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll, I've yeah, I did that this weekend. <laughs> Which is why you couldn't get a hot dog from Bank of America, because they shut your ass down.
0: Yeah, they didn't freeze it because of fraudulent charges, so they were like, oh, you're out of money. Sorry, hot dog boy.
1: (laughs) All right. Last story about old people being badasses. Uh, It won't be the last one. Well, no, the last story that I have right this minute. Fair enough. Until 93-year-old dude busts through my window and kicks my ass for making fun of him. Just SWAT style? Yeah. (laughs) Um... (laughs) So there was a 91-year-old dude who got tased uh, this past week and lived to tell about it. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. He basically said, he told the guys- Uh, hold on.
0: What did he do to get tased? I feel like there's not a whole, I mean, we've talked a little bit maybe on this show about police. Yeah. Uh, Maybe more so on our our 24 podcast, Longest Days of Our Lives, cross plug, Um, but you got to- I mean, cops are a little trigger happy maybe these days, but you got to really work at it to get tased if you're 91
1: years old. I mean, you would think because I feel like if you have a group of cops, which they did, you could probably take a 91 year old down without tasing him.
0: I feel like just talking to him pretty politely, maybe taking him a hand, maybe calling
1: his kids. Eh, maybe Um, he kicked the nurse, took a huh. swing at an employee, and then he said, no. go ahead and shoot me. And if not, give me your gun and I'll shoot myself. Hmm. So...
0: Seems like one of those uh, de-escalation situations. Maybe get a doctor up in there. a Psychiatrist to talk to that guy.
1: You know, um, but apparently the cop felt he was being threatened and uh, decided to tase a 91-year-old man. Which, I don't know about you, but uh, it would take a lot for me to even, like, try to restrain or, like, fight a 91-year-old man, let alone if I had a taser and I was a trained police officer. If I was a robust man in my prime, uh, I wouldn't make a
0: 91-year-old man ride the lightning for 30 <laughs> seconds just to get him to calm down yeah. and possibly kill him. Um, where where, where yeah. would you guess that this happened? What state? Oh, fuck, it's either Florida or Texas. Is it my state, Michael? Is it Georgia? It's not Georgia. It's Florida. Okay. It's yeah. Florida. So I will say, uh, <laughs> this makes me very... So I was reading something about Neil Gorsuch, uh, Trump's pick for the Supreme Court. Yep. And he had a lone dissent in one case in Colorado. And I don't have the article in front of me, so I apologize if I get anything wrong. But it was a student in class. Uh, Michael, when you were in class, did did you ever like
1: fake burp or like make fart noises with your armpit or anything? I didn't. But well, I well, definitely this... had friends who did.
0: Right. Okay. So I was, when I was a child, yeah. I was very proud of my ability to burp on command. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some child in class, I believe he was nine years old, just started burping in class, disrupting, you know, he was being a little cut up, a little class mm-hmm. clown. Yeah, That's fine. Yeah. We've all been there. So the teacher called in the school resource officer who arrested the child. Wait, and you said he
1: was like Nine. He was nine years old. Oh, my God.
0: And got arrested. Um, And uh, so it went to the Colorado Supreme Court. um, And Neil Gorsuch was the only dissenting opinion in this case that the child or that the police should not have maybe used a rule that was meant to block like hate speech on college (laughs) campuses or like, you know, you know, demonstrators burst into a classroom. Wait, wait,
1: so... So the ruling was that the cop was wrong and Neil Gorsuch was dissenting or the the ruling was that the cop was right and Neil Gorsuch was the... ruling was was that the the
0: cop was right to arrest a child and Neil Gorsuch, who I I feel like at this point I've sort of just taken... I've taken it like a resistance to just because he's Trump's pick. He was the only voice of reason on the Colorado Supreme Court that said, yeah, maybe you shouldn't use that that law.
1: Yeah, see, when I was in middle school... We had somebody, we had one of the uh, janitors bust into our classroom and just say, Which one are you shat in the urinal? (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like, I feel like if, uh, if he would have found that kid, that he probably should have been arrested. But like, that's just because that's just, that's just like psychopathic behavior to shit in a urinal.
0: Yeah, that that happened a lot in my college dorm room or college dorm. People would poop in, not on my floor, but like elsewhere in the building, either in the urinal or in the toilet and like, or not, sorry, not either in the (laughs) urinal or in the, in the shower. Which I was going like, to say they
1: probably should shit in the toilet. I think that's where it's supposed to go. Yeah,
0: generally speaking, poop directly into the toilet. Um, yeah, they, <laughs> or they, into your wizarding like, robe and then you just remove it. <laughs> yeah, just Alohomora. That that means unlock. Um, yeah, it's just like <laughs> why? Like, what are you doing? That's just like an like one. You are a dick to everyone around yeah. you. Two. Someone's got to clean that up. You are right.
1: Well, and it's gonna yeah. just it's gonna reek so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Like. I'm all for funny jokes, you know, little pranks, but um, I'm not all for pranks that involve shit. Shit should yeah. be, shit should be kept to where it's supposed to go, and and not involved in pranks.
0: Yeah, Michael, let's draw a line in the sand right, right now. Trends yeah. in low places, line in the sand. Poop pranks are no fun for
1: anybody. No, no, they're gross. They're um, bacteria filled, and somebody has to clean that shit up, literally. Yeah, it's literal poop shit Mm -hmm. cleaning. Yeah. Uh,
0: So I will fact check a couple things on my story earlier. It was New Mexico Court of Appeals. Uh, The kid was 13 years old and apparently it took 94 pages for uh, the rest of the Supreme Court in New Mexico to explain why they thought it was appropriate for that kid to be handcuffed and led to juvenile detention.
1: Well, you know what? It makes a lot more sense that it's New Mexico because they're a little bit crazier than Colorado. Yeah. But... Um. Still, yeah. Thirteen Got years us. old is, is just is chill. just too too young to be hauling kids off to juvenile detention for burping in a class. Yeah, yeah. I would say so.
0: I would also say maybe maybe that's not a uh, worthwhile crime to be pulled to juvenile detention. That's just me.
1: <laughs> I'm am a good boy though. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of uh cops who are bad at their jobs in Florida, nonetheless, this should <laughs> so, be good. So you and I have talked multiple times about how much we enjoy donuts, right? Yes. Yeah. So what would you do if you had gotten just a, a box of Krispy Kreme donuts and eaten way too many of them because they I've were hot fresh? I've never done that before. Right. You can't prove it. And, you know, you, you probably weren't being super careful in your car about where the glaze ended up. I mean, it gets
0: everywhere. Right. I mean, it could
1: have been on your shirt. It could have fallen on the floor of the car. Um, Mm -hmm. well, this gentleman was pulled over. He must have partooken in some some glazed donuts from Krispy Kreme. As one is wont to do. Yeah, well, the cop pulled him over for speeding and for rolling a stop sign, which, you know, whatever. It's it's his (sighs) right to do that.
0: He's all hopped up on that sugar.
1: Yeah, well, um, the cop who pulled him over saw a rock-like substance on the floorboard, which the guy tried to tell her was, um... No, that's, that's just glaze. I'm a very messy eater, and I love donuts.
0: I just ate 15 donuts. Please back off.
1: Yeah. But she said, I recognized through my 11 years of training and experience as a law enforcement officer the substance to be some sort of narcotic, she oh. wrote in her arrest report. Oh, no. And she tested it three different times using three different kits to figure out whether it was crack cocaine or methamphetamine. <laughs> and apparently she had never actually been trained on how to use these kits so two out of the three came back positive for 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 amphetamine uh which she didn't know the code for amphetamine so she put down the code for methamphetamine so this guy got picked up for having meth in his car and was strip searched and spent 10 hours in jail and she packaged up half a gram of donut glaze (laughs) What she put into evidence. (laughs) Okay.
0: First of all, I have so much to unpack and I cannot believe you didn't start the fucking episode with this shit instead of my bullshit New
1: Orleans story. Are you kidding me? One, half a gram of fucking donut glaze? Yeah. Yeah. In a baggie. For testing. She put it into evidence. She put it into evidence and she sent it off to be tested. I can't even imagine what the crime lab did when they tested the donut glaze.
0: <laughs> okay, well, hopefully, just mocked her incessantly. Maybe put made a couple posts on Facebook. Um, But, okay. A half a gram of donut glaze must be, one, fucking
1: massive. That's a lot of donut glaze. <laughs> two.
0: Two. You'd think... This is this is an easy joke. Everyone's already gotten there, but eleven years as a cop and she can't fucking recognize a donut. <laughs> <laughs> and then three. Okay, this is the more concerning part of this entire story. So I believe we told we talked about earlier on an, on an early episode about uh, cops giving like being empowered to give blood draws on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. If she wasn't properly trained how to use a t- test. That's fine, I guess. I have severe a severe lack of faith in any test, whether you know how to use it or not, <laughs> that will return a <laughs> false positive for amphetamine or methamphetamine based on donut glaze. Yeah.
1: Yeah, which it either tells you something about it either tells you something about the test or about the donut glaze that they use at Krispy Kreme.
0: Yeah, I mean, they are fucking right? addictive, right? Right?
1: I mean, maybe maybe we've stumbled onto something here with Krispy Kreme. This per, like, these people don't even realize it. Krispy Kreme is putting amphetamines in their donut glaze, I think, is what this is telling us. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. They taste so I good. I mean, have you ever heard the, the theories that, like, they put sugar in McDonald's cheeseburgers to make them more addictive?
0: I haven't heard that.
1: Yeah. I, I mean... What? Yeah. I I heard I I don't know where I heard this from. I could be making it up completely, but I heard that they put they put like sugar in their in their burgers to to make them give you like that that sugar rush high so that you want more burgers.
0: Damn, Ray Croc, you a sneaky son bitch. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Well, that can't be right. <laughs> what? <laughs> mm. I mean, I've eaten my fair share of McDonald's hamburger in my day. Mm-hmm. Damn. I have I've yet to become addicted to one.
1: I don't even know how to respond to that, Michael. I'm so curious about that. So the hot and spicy McChicken has 22 grams of sugar, which, which seems like a lot of sugar, sugar in a in a chicken yeah. sandwich.
0: Yeah, 22. What are you doing with sugar in a chicken
1: sandwich? I, I don't know. Is it sugar or just carbs? Because I mean, no, it says no? it says sugar. The the regular McChicken only has five grams, but the, the hot and spicy McChicken has 22 grams. So yeah, that that's right, a lot like, of sugar. That's like a, that's like a third of a bottle of soda, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I think a Coca-Cola has uh, 60 ounces in a 12-ounce 12 12 ounce can, something like that. No, 40, sorry. 40 grams of sugar in a 12-ounce can. Right. Which, again, is a fuck ton of sugar. Like, probably a third of the size of a bottle of Coke or a can of Coke yeah. is 40 grams of sugar.
1: Yeah, so did you, did you see the XKCD comic uh, where they compared the amount of sugar in a soda to other things? And apparently... The amount of sugar in one bottle of Coca-Cola is equivalent to three Cadbury eggs or a Snickers bar the length of a bottle of soda. Holy shit. Right. I mean,
0: I can barely eat one Cadbury egg. They're so sweet. And yet I used to drink uh, probably
1: three bottles of Coke a day. Yeah, no (laughs) kidding. I mean, I I gave up soda probably a little bit over a year ago and apparently that was the best decision I ever made because now I can eat so many more Cadbury eggs. (laughs) What a a good way to look at it. Actually, I'm really excited that we're getting back into Cadbury egg season. I went to Walgreens the other day, and there were Cadbury eggs. Thanks for dying, Jesus. Oh, my God. It's so good. Thanks for dying and turning into a chicken or a a bunny that lays eggs or whatever it was. Well, you don't understand how that holiday works at all, huh, bud? (laughs) I didn't go to Christian school, so. (laughs) (laughs) I was just
0: about to say that, yeah. Yeah. They were pretty insistent about that part. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Michael, speaking of maybe not quite understanding the teachings of an ancient religion, uh, you have you told me something about Buddhism uh, and you were saving it for me. I'd like to hear a little bit more about what you have to tell me.
1: I don't know how how much people are aware our our listeners or even you are aware about Buddhism as a religion, but you know typically it's kind of portrayed as like a very peaceful religion you know there's a lot of meditation you know the the buddha basically meditated under a tree to find enlightenment you know you talk about buddhist monks who don't speak basically for for years and it's a very somber kind of uh religion well there's a a buddhist priest i guess there's a buddhist priest he noticed that it was buddhism was kind of trending towards a uh, an older crowd and maybe like a very specific type of crowd, and he wanted to make it younger. A- generations are maybe moving away from religion yeah. all around he the world. He wanted to draw some younger people and make it a little bit more accessible to a wider audience. And mm-hmm. this this particular what did he do? Buddhist like start priest a, start, start a youth group. <laughs> uh, something like that. He uh, he used to be a DJ. Oh no! Yeah, so he's been holding techno <laughs> memorial services at his temple. <laughs> so
0: wait, so he just. Like techno music or just like robot Buddha?
1: No, it's um, it's basically a warehouse rave in the Buddhist <laughs> temple. There's a kaleidoscope of psychedelic lights, um, electronic music, music ranging from uh, intelligent dance music to uh, break beats, blends with chantings of Buddhist scripture. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so Michael, and he wears um, his traditional Buddhist garb. Oh, sure you got yeah, to. But he also I mean, has his giant techno headphones and a you know, the old ones and twos and his Yeah, computer you don't want Calvin there.
0: Harris rolling up on your spot yeah. to really drop a club banger and not be in your yeah. formal
1: robes. Um
0: so I don't know much about the Noble Eightfold Path, Michael. Mm-hmm. Um but uh you did mention that You know, the Buddha maybe sat under a tree and a lot of uh, practitioners don't even speak. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of Buddhism is... Revolves around mindfulness and concentration. Yep. If I had to think of one thing that was more disruptive to mindfulness and concentration, I don't think I could come up with a better alternative than techno music.
1: No, no, it, it seems very much at odds. Um, but this man it works uh, well for the Matrix movies, but uh, focusing on uh, you know, intent and,
0: and <laughs> livelihood and effort, maybe not so much.
1: Yeah. So this guy, uh, I don't want to completely butcher his name, but Yosin Asakura. Um, you probably nailed it. I bet you can't guess how old he is, Kush.
0: 93 years <laughs>
1: old and he will fight me. <laughs> no, he's only 49, 30? but still okay. seems a little old to be a techno DJ at a Buddhist yeah, he's temple. He's not a spring chicken. But he says that um, Buddhism says the pure land, a heaven-like celestial realm, realm, is a world of light. And so he uses strobe lights and... Um, techno music and uh to basically create this heaven-like celestial realm full of light Hmm. he says what i want to do with this project is use lighting and contemporary technology in order to make it possible for people to get a more accurate image of what lord buddha's world looks like
0: i mean i i don't want to be too insensitive about uh, again i don't think either of us know enough about buddhism to Maybe really knowledgeably talk about how this uh, really affects uh, people. <clears throat> I will say it's too bad he's not a little younger and more in dubstep because uh, there is one Buddha quote I know, uh, or at least I've heard given to him. Uh, drop by drop is the water pot filled. Likewise, the wise man gathering it little by little fills himself with good. Pretty natural segue into wait for the drop. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it seems like it fits perfectly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Really reel those kids in. Yeah. With those topical references.
1: Well, if you feel like you want to get behind this this uh, movement for the techno Buddha, uh, he's I cannot stress enough how little I want to get behind that. <laughs> like normal Buddhism sounds
0: pretty fucking Good. chill, which is kind of up my alley. Techno Buddhism, I don't know about that one.
1: Well, if any of our listeners are into techno Buddhism, he's got a crowdfunding campaign on the website Ready for, which he's already surpassed his goal. But if you wanna if you wanna throw some yen his way, uh, feel free.
0: It's weird that you have to crowdfund just being kind of (laughs) chill while listening to techno music. That, again, it feels like one of those things that sort of takes care of itself. Yeah. I can just do
1: that at home one day. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's one of the beautiful things about Buddhism is like you don't have to have a temple. Like It's it's kind of all inside yourself. And that's, you know, I'm not a religious person um, by any means, but... Buddhism does sound pretty chill. It's about again, finding your inner peace, right? And that's, I feel like, regardless of whether you're religious or not, that's that's a pretty important thing. And I don't feel like I find my inner peace during a techno show. I would say, again,
0: it's very hard to find the Noble Eightfold, eight-fold Path <laughs> when fucking shit-ass techno music is <laughs> blaring in your fucking face and uh, you have, I don't care how tasteful the uh, strobe lights are, not going to get the old job done. Well, there's the a video here front. that
1: uh, we can uh, we can post on the, on the website, but it doesn't look all that tasteful. Yeah. Well, it pretty much looks like uh goddamn laser being shooting yeah, into your like, eyeballs. Like fucking uh Deadmau5 is uh putting on a show at a Buddhist temple. Yeah, again, <laughs> I've seen him live. And yes, I know it's Deadmau5. I, was... I don't want to get any hate mail from you Deadmau5 fans. If I didn't get any
0: hate mail about uh, the old penis bone, you're probably fine <laughs> about uh, D'Adamo D-AD-MAL. Five. Yeah, no, I saw him live. wasn't really very relaxed. Mm-mm. Mostly just drunk and dancing around a lot. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, Michael, I think now that we've uh, talked about our favorite topic, techno music, um, I think uh, this might be a pretty good spot to end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think we covered all the bases, all the important topics of the of the day. I got to tell you, this was one pretty damn horny episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shit. You know what we forgot to do, Kush? What's that? We forgot to address the results of the poll.
0: Oh, fuck me. Oh, man. I can't believe. Running. I feel
1: like you specifically distracted me from bringing this up, and I'm kind of upset about it.
0: Damn it! But I, I mean, I didn't specifically, but you yeah. know, I was trying to blast some techno and strobe lights in your face so you wouldn't remember. Yeah. It. yeah
1: well, um, thank you to all you fine listeners who voted in the poll. I think there was about uh, fourteen Whoa. people who voted. So that I mean, that's that's pretty great.
0: That's not nothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the overwhelming winner. Please be. Please be Kushquad. Please be Kushquad. Please, is, please there was a write in vote for Kusha Files so it's Kusha Files we get
0: one write in vote and that one with 14 <laughs> votes how does that, Ma- Michael again we've established
1: oh, I'm not good at math but uh,
0: that math does not check uh,
1: out no I'm kidding it's it's Kush Squad by 9, nine squad. out of 9 out of 13 people voted for Kush Squad which which 9 out of 13 is 69% which I think is very Pretty nice. Pretty
0: goddamn appropriate. Pretty
1: nice. So thank you to everyone who, who voted. And um, we're going to get those those T-shirts made, Kush Squad, so you can wear them around anytime you uh, might see Mike or you can send him some pictures. Um, if you're wearing a Kush Squad T-shirt,
0: that would be great. Uh, speaking of the poll and the show notes, uh, notes for this show will be up at goodbuddymedia.com slash blog. Uh, you can follow uh, us there and you can also find our other show, which we do with our friend Curtis, The Longest Days of Our Lives, which is a 24 fan cast. We have a new episode out this week. Uh, we're very excited about so uh folks if you if you like this one please subscribe give us a comment leave us a rating on itunes or your favorite podcast app and uh michael how else can they help us out yeah
1: you can look for us on uh twitter facebook we're at uh at t-i-l-p cast for twitter and facebook uh
0: thanks for joining us michael i had a great time can't wait to do it again next time all right
1: love you buddy happy valentine's love day you. love you too sweetheart toodles